2: Hi. How you doing? Uh, pretty good. You, Dick? No. Dick Richie? No, he's not here right now. You live here? Yes, I do. he is sort of uh roommates? Exactly, roommates. Right. Yeah. Well, maybe you can help me. I'm looking for a friend sure. of mine, Clarence Worley from Detroit. He's traveling with a real pretty girl named Alabama. Oh, yeah, man, I know him. They've been by here. You seen them? Mm-hmm. They stay in here? No, they're staying at the. Safari Motor, Motel Inn. Safari Motel. Safari Motel? Yeah. How do you know that? I mean, have you been over there? No. Well, they were here, and they said that they were going to go there. Then they went. Yeah? Yeah. Safari, Safari Motel. Safari Motel. Uh-huh. Hey, you want to watch some TV or something? They might be back here. No, no, thank you. Thank you. Okay. All right, you take care. I might be back. Yeah, man. Okay, be cool. You can me, man. I'll fucking kill you, man. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Dying times here. Woo!
0: i don't know what episode this is and i'm not gonna fucking look
1: oh we'll take a guess say 178
0: whatever fucking don't give a shit oh i'm glad to be back dude we didn't do this last week no we didn't uh i had to work on sun well i didn't have to but i wasn't gonna turn down money like that sunday work is is fucking good money Uh, but you sir I want to hear Wasteland stories. You're, you're freshly back from Wasteland. I didn't get to make it because, uh, because of gutters, because of uh, license plates and bills and money. No, uh, I
1: totally understand. Um, it, it, it was a lot of fun. Um,
0: I understand that Bryce thinks everybody at Wasteland looks like they're in <laughs> fog hat.
1: Yeah, it just, I don't know what the hell happened last night, but within, uh, like. And Quinlan happened, evidently. Yeah, well, somehow Bryce and Quinlan drove together yesterday, and both of them were drinking their asses off, and I just said, which one are you drinking, because I'm leaving soon, (laughs) or I should say driving, and both of them were just staring at me. (laughs) <laughs> and somehow we ended up going to dinner together. It just, oh, and then it got real racist, and then the, everybody had AIDS, and we decided, Ed and I decided we were going to embarrass Bryce, so we just, everybody that we started talking to as soon as the show ended at 7 o'clock last night, I just started telling everybody they had AIDS, and it's <laughs> all because of Bryce.
2: Everyone has AIDS, my grandma and my dog. Daughter-
0: The AIDS spread through wasteland.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> it went
0: from it went from Buzz to whatever Buzz gave me to drink to my neck to Ed to everyone.
1: Oh yeah, I don't know how Ed got on this kick, but he's just like Tim, AIDS, and I, just, I was like, yes, AIDS. And next thing I know, we turn into twelve-year-old kids telling everyone to have AIDS. Walker told me I had AIDS. <laughs> it was so wrong, but. We also were waiting for our dumb old asses to get – there's 340 40-year-olds sitting here talking about AIDS <laughs> <laughs> and talking about people in the restaurant having AIDS.
2: Congratulations on passing your test. You have HIV.
0: It
1: was just so wrong.
0: It's great. I love being like a 37-year-old,
2: 14-year-old kid.
1: Yeah, it literally, like, uh, it literally, we just, it was 7th graders showed up at the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it's literally what happened. Like, from, I went from literally, like, I, I threw my stuff in the car, and I was like, okay, I'm going to go home, I'm going to take care of the wife and the kids. And the wife's like, okay, things are still doing okay, so if you want to grab some dinner, I was like, yeah, I'm going to go get an interview. Uh, Jim Roberts came by, which... That dude sold a shitload of DVDs. Which, by the way, Dan and I had a really good weekend.
0: I was going to say, how did you and Dan fare?
1: Ah, oh, Friday. That was the weird thing. Friday, Dan and I must have been the only two people selling stuff. Really? Every everyone we talked to, everyone was saying they weren't selling shit. Dan and I. Dan made like three hundred dollars Friday night, and I sold six Ooh. books. Yeah, I sold six books. I think I sold ten for the, for two days, which wasn't bad. I mean, it's not great, but it wasn't bad. And you literally, for your table. yeah, it, yeah, it, easily. And uh, Dan and I were super excited about it. And then yesterday morning, as soon as I arrived at 10 o'clock, Dan texted me. He's like, you got coffee, right? I was like, yep. He's like, I'll be there in 10 minutes. And you knew if we were in. For a day, because the Bigfoot the movie guy that I thought was, like, ignoring me. You mean and, Pittsburgh Dad? Yeah, well, the, well yeah. The, the the producer, director of Bigfoot the movie. Well, he's, like, our best friend now. He was sitting behind us. No more and, Tim
0: Gross-Pittsburgh Dad rivalry?
1: Uh, maybe Pittsburgh Dad rivalry, but apparently I'm I'm now new best friends with the director of Bigfoot the movie. because <laughs> He gave us a case of yingling. Ooh. Best friends. And it was gone by 12 o'clock. Yes. <laughs> oh, the, the, and that was just Dan and I behind the table. Good it, Lord. The, yeah, and Chuck showed up, and it was on. It it, it was bad. Don't <laughs> just put it that way. <laughs> there that was <laughs> it was not – like 5:30, since i finally seen bryce i told him get me the biggest coffee you can find <laughs> it's just like it's like because at some point i'm gonna be going home and i'm gonna want this so <laughs> it was just i don't know what was going on but we got our drink on friday it was a lot of fun uh Talked to Jeff Burr. Jeff Burr remembered me. He yes. literally stopped talking to three people at the same time. <laughs> he got up. We were just sitting there talking for a few minutes, and as I was about to go out the door last night, R.A. Mihailhoff was, was like, I gotta go back to Pittsburgh, my man. He's like, really? You're, you're coming back tomorrow? I was like, yes, I'm coming back tomorrow. He's like, guys, come over here. And everybody's like, what? He's like, "I li- I got a group hug from the cast of Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3.
0: there's anybody that deserves it.
1: I got a group hug as I was going out the door last night. So that was like a little bit of the stories.
0: I heard Bill Burr was... uh, Or not Bill Burr. uh, Oh, what the fuck? I mixed the names up. William Butler. I heard he was
1: drunk. Oh, He... Dude, he was drunk Friday. And that was like... (laughs) I met him at 5.30... I think it was. And I'm not and saying I,
0: that's a bad thing. I, no, uh, him
1: man. and him and I were talking, and he would just he had me cracking up. He and if there was anything for anybody who wants to go meet Kate Hodge, I think I have found Debbie Rashawn's doppel, doppelganger now.
0: She looked, yeah, yeah, yeah. I seen I seen recent pictures
1: of her. Yeah, she looks exactly like Debbie Rashawn. I was like, um, <laughs> is Kate Hodge here? And you missed, I don't know if it was her boyfriend, agent, whoever it was. Him and I got in an argument for 20 minutes about hockey. Oh, shit. And it was on because he was like, he's like, Crosby's a girl. And I was like, who's your team? He's like, Detroit. And I was like, oh, I was like, so you let your best player ever in the history of your team. Go to a different team to be a general manager. I was like, that's fine. Call Sydney a girl. I was like, be stupid. I was like, you're turning into the Cleveland Browns at NHL. That's awesome. Oh,
0: that and, is so, I don't <laughs> want to talk about the Cleveland Browns, boy. It, it,
1: it, oh, because it was funny. We sat there and argued for 20 minutes. He's like, I guess you're a Steelers fan. I was like, eh, I don't give a shit. He's like, finally, somebody that doesn't give a shit about football in this place. <laughs> I was like, I don't give a shit. Hockey, different story. We'll fight in the parking lot right now. <laughs>
0: Which one of you are the uh, most supportive of the Hartford Whalers?
1: Oh, yeah, I love the Hartford Whalers. They're fucking great.
0: Well, Tim wins, then. Fucking
1: yeah, it just I love Hartford. But, yeah, it, it was just everybody was really cool. It seemed to be a tame wasteland, but I don't know about everybody else. I had a blast, and uh, like I said last night doing an interview with Jim, he got <laughs> Ed just screaming at the top of his lungs. The hotel window, screaming, "I got a," <laughs> and just licking the hotel window. <laughs> like I said, twelve-year-olds showed up at the restaurant, and I don't think we aged much past twelve. The
2: whole time. That's was what Wasteland
0: there. is for, man. You didn't do anything wrong.
2: And I'll <laughs> well, tell you another
0: th- thing, dude. It's, it's the last Wasteland I was at. The one before this one, it was kind of tame. I am ready for a fucking balls to the wall, Wasteland in April.
1: Well, it was and that's what I said. It seemed kind of tame, but it was just a lot of fun. Everybody seemed to be having fun. And like I said, there I didn't hear any horrible stories, but I was I'm sure you've seen the picture of Chuck somehow as Dan pinned to a bed. Yeah. <laughs> He was feeling really, really good apparently. <laughs> so, you know what was going on there. Um, uh, some girl did, randomly as Chuck and I are just sitting there, uh, yesterday, some girl came up and started talking rim jobs. Uh
0: right <laughs> Yeah. Was she was she pro or con rim jobs? Oh, she was pro. She was pro giving them or receiving them. Uh, both. Oh, okay. That was awesome.
1: And it was a conversation we did not start. <laughs> it just it was that kind of wasteland.
0: Pro rim jobs. That's a rare breed of girl. Yeah, but, I mean, like,
1: it was just it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of cool stuff there. Uh, I I got a I got a free Blu-ray Turkey Shoot Blu-ray off of Severin.
0: Hey, right on.
1: I was talking to them for a little bit and I just gave them a card and I was, we were talking to video nasties and.
0: That's some good, dude, I spent at last Warhound, I spent literally $30 at a bootlegger table and all the rest of my money went to Severin. Oh
1: gosh, <laughs> well, we were talking and everything. I asked them, they were like, all their Blu-rays were 20 bucks. Yeah, like, yeah. I As like, at a convention, you really can't beat that. I was like, you can't complain 20 bucks. And they were just like, oh, I'll take something. I was like, I'll take turkey shoot. I've been wanting to see this again. You know, I wanted to see what they've done with the Blu-ray and everything. So, but yeah, it, like I said, Jim Roberts showed with a bunch of his DVDs and I was pimping those out for him. And it was just, it was, a, it was a whole lot of fun for two days straight and just hilarious stuff and drinking beer with Buzz, uh, Friday. Hell, Buzz is my new
0: favorite convention dude
1: ever. Yeah, him and I were drinking beer Friday, just hanging out at his table. His girlfriend was getting us donuts. <laughs> he just was he doing... like
0: little kids shoot people with crossbows?
1: Oh, <laughs> we, we were talking about that stuff because we were going <laughs> to I forget who this person was, but somebody was being a dick even before it opened. <laughs> so him and I were plotting this dude's death. Cool. The sad part was we didn't see him the rest of the convention. But yeah, like I said, it was just it was a lot of fun uh just uh meeting new people, uh selling books, just BSing about stuff, um talking about Tremors Five. Oh I ain't watched it yet. It's on I've Netflix. Wa- I watched it today. Uh I was gonna say, let's cover it for next week. Okay. I, I, I wanna cover it. Okay. Uh but yeah, just, just and I got your Kenny and company, it's already sitting in my car to be mailed. Awesome. I'm gonna, try to, I'm gonna hey, try to mail it out tomorrow.
0: Take you out of print Dan.
1: Yeah, just uh, it was a lot of cool a lot of cool people. Just uh like I said, it was kind of tame, but it was a good tame. You know what I mean? Did, like,
0: did he have a bunch of new vendors there? I know Ken's like really good at, you know, mixing it up.
1: Well, I didn't I could say this, I didn't ever remember seeing Severin there. No. Um they were new. There was a couple of new ones. Not a ton, but there was like four or five that it was like, hey, I've never seen you here before. And I've never seen you here before. And then Felcher showed up too and just had, I don't think he was pimping anything, but he had a lot of, he was just had a table with a lot of used DVDs and a lot of used Blu-rays.
0: Yeah, he was there last when he, he had all that stuff there.
1: Okay, yeah, and I didn't remember seeing him. It was kind of weird. And there was a couple authors there this time too. Cool. Which, yeah, it was just, it, it was definitely, like I said, it was a couple different people. Don't usually see there, and uh, the again there was somebody doing a low budget pitcher's table, even though they're retired, which was kind of weird. Uh, Lewis, my son, decided to tell me he's starting a porn company. That's not su- <laughs> that's not surprising in the least.
2: Like, uh, like is he
0: is he putting out old porn or making new porn?
2: Um, uh, he's putting out old
0: porn.
1: Isn't he? he? Didn't get all the way into that, but I'm going to guess he is going to like bring back some old porn, but don't be surprised. He is like a porn director.
0: No, it would that, that no, not that kid.
1: Yeah. They, Cause we were talking Friday before it started and he's like, Oh yeah. He's like, dad, I'm starting a porn company. Mm-hmm. Um, full moon. Somebody had a full moon table there. Uh, they were just being a vendor for full moon. And, of course, I picked up uh, for my daughter for Christmas. I, I decided to give her one of them, but I picked up those plushie, blade, and torch dolls. And I gave her the torch one. I'm keeping blade for Christmas for her. She refuses to let go of the torch.
2: <laughs>
1: they didn't have six-shooter? They do not. They're the only two plushies that I know of. But Because I'll, it
0: costs too much money to make 6 arm plushies. Fr- I would not dot it.
1: <laughs> I would not dot it. But... I told Dan this. Um, remember us talking about that movie Crash? Yes. Apparently, uh it is now been released by Full Moon. Out of the blue.
0: I knew it was going to be.
1: Yeah, it, it was sitting on their table. I told Dan about that. I said, did you know it was released? I said, he's like, no. I was like, I didn't hear. I was like, like you, I knew there was something eventually, but I was like, that kind of went under the radar. It was like, you kind of think he would want to do something with that. Cause it definitely looks like something, like he spent some money on the cover. Like he got somebody to draw something for the cover and everything. So that was. That was surprising. But like I said, that was uh, you know, that was about it. A lot of fun. Uh, did you pick up anything cool? Um, I just picked up a couple of movies. Like I said, got Turkey Shoot which was really cool. Picked up some movie called Holiday of the Dead. <laughs> I'm going to check out.
0: Sounds terrible.
1: Oh yeah. It was only 5 bucks. Uh Jeff Burr <laughs> gave me the special edition of Eddie Presley. Cool. Uh just hanging out and talking to him for a while. He so- gave me that and um, there was just, I, I I went up and like I said, I bought a couple of things that bought like, bought something for the wife, even bought, uh, my kid, a t-shirt from zombies and toys. Cause I'll always love those guys seeing Jason and talking to him, but there wasn't like, I don't know. There just wasn't a ton of selection movie wise. Hmm. Cause it was like synapse was there and I'm getting that stuff
2: yeah.
1: and Trauma is there, and it's kind of like, eh, I don't know if I want to buy stuff off or not. I could, you know, it's just one of those things. They usually don't have a whole lot unless they bring, you know, hey, we're doing Toxic Avenger 5 or, well, you know, something. What the
0: fuck are we getting our god uh,
1: Yeah, Return Nukum of Nukem High Volume 2. Yeah, that's like the other thing. Like, that's the only reason I walked over to the table was see if that was there or not, and that wasn't there. Um. But also too, it seemed like Ken brought in a couple extra guests. Cause there was a dude from Creepshow there, there was Kyra Sean from The Living Dead was there, yeah. uh, a couple of people from Day of the Dead that I don't usually ever see anywhere. Um there was just a lot of, you know, it was a lot of random Guests, basically, and then, of course, Tom Sullivan was there,
2: of
0: course, it's not a wasteland without Tom
1: Sullivan, no, yeah, the, he was there, of course, but like I said, there just wasn't a ton of movie selection that like interest me, like made me want to go buy stuff. The only thing was though I seen and it i I was afraid this was gonna happen a lot of people, I'm not gonna say for sure, but all of a sudden. Everybody and their mother somehow has sealed VHS tapes.
0: Oh, bullshit, they do.
1: You know, has the... Hasn't
0: that bubble burst, like, maybe six months ago?
1: I thought it did, and there was a bunch of people with shrink-wrapped videotapes sitting at the bottom of their table. I counted, I think, ten tables had VHS tapes. And I said to Dan, cause I had a few other v- uh, VHS tapes that I found in my basement that I was gonna maybe take there to get rid of. Yeah. And I was glad I didn't. Because I was looking around and the lowest, there was no dollar VHS tapes. Everybody was selling them anywhere from five to 25 bucks a piece. And I was just <clears> happy. And they were selling
0: them too, weren't they?
1: Yeah, and half of them I'm looking at, I was like you know there's a Blu-ray of this out, right? You know, I'm just looking at random ones, and it's just because then I I decided okay I'm gonna start looking at somebody's because and ask a couple of people, and I said because a couple of people were like, what are you looking for? I was like, do you have uh, since you have you shrink wrapped and of course you know they're brand new, right? It's like you have a copy of Woodchipper Massacre? No, then I'm not talking to you. It's like. Come back to me when you have something like that. But it was just like a lot of, hey, I have, uh, I'm gonna try to sell my copy of Dead Alive on VHS in the shrink wrap for $12. It was that kind of stuff, and I was just like, ah, no. Uh, I'm not doing that stuff. I'm done with VHS. I still have a few of them, but I'm not, to me, it seemed like it took a, it took a wrong turn, as I noticed at Wasteland this past time. Really? Where I remember past couple of Wastelands, there was couple of tables where you could find cheap VHS, you know, for only a couple of bucks. I couldn't find anything cheaper than five bucks, and even the five dollar ones were ones you're like, yeah, there's four different versions on Blu ray now. You know, it's, it's like, like.
0: If I can get five dollars for my copy of The Thing on VH, it's gone. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. I, I might just
0: show up at Wasteland with my whole VHS collection. Oh, no, I'm not going to do that
1: it just it was one of those things like i it, it's like here's what I'm selling here's my product but here's the vhs tapes in case my product doesn't sell and yeah. i'm gonna gouge you for the vhs tapes excuse me instead of gouging you for the product I'm trying to get out there it's is it it, to me at least just as a fan of a convention I'm sure you've seen that yeah. i it just I I was just like I thought these were going away. You know what I mean? I thought, I thought it was like like you said I thought that was 6 months ago.
0: VHS, I think it's a I think it's a race to the finish with VHS. I think it's going to be it's going to end up like one guy owning all the VHS. Like Tarantino owns all the 35mm films.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it's
0: going to be one dude in Austin, Texas is going to just own every VHS tape ever.
1: Well, that was—I was, was going to say—that was the other thing. Talking to Mario Dominic, a good kid that I always see at the conventions and see his parents and talk to them. And I could always gauge if somebody's got good stuff on VHS. And the Dude's only thing he got
0: good stuff on VHS.
1: That well, I'm just saying that dude finds it.
0: Explore. Exler's got good stuff on VHS. Yeah,
1: it, Mario was just carrying around DVDs. Cause him and I talk every time and he'll show me some of the stuff he picks up at the shows. He's the kid that gave me, uh, Hide and Go Shriek for five bucks.
0: <laughs> I don't hesitate to call that man a friend.
1: <laughs> I, I, he's like, cause he knows how much I like it and he's like, hey, you want this for five bucks? He's like, it's only played like twice. I was
0: like, yes. And <laughs> <laughs> it's only been played twice.
1: You, you know, I, I take his word on it. And, uh, I've tried to tell people too, Jim Roberts has a Huge-ass collection of VHS tapes. He would be another person I would get stuff off of. But um, I with Mario, that's all he had. He only had DVDs in his hand. He didn't have any VHSs. And usually at a wasteland, that dude's taking out, like, two bags to his car of VHS tapes. So I know if he wasn't buying anything.
0: I got a modest collection. I think I probably got, like, 500, 400 VHS, eh, maybe about 400 VHS tapes. And, and they all sit in a side room. Yeah. I, I only bust out, like, popcorn, and that's because the VHS of that is way better than the DVD release.
1: Well, I still, like I said, I still have a few VHS tapes, and mainly the tapes that I do have are ones that are legitimately not on DVD still.
0: Well, no, what I'm saying is I've taken all those VHS, I've ripped them to
1: DVD Yeah, okay, yeah.
0: Or not I, even DVDs, they're just on a... External hard
2: drives, so
1: I don't have to... Yeah, and I I was going to say, I've sold all my VHS, but even when I was selling them, (laughs) I never gouged people or tried to... You just wanted beer. Yeah, I wanted beer money, and I never tried to pretend what it might not have been, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah.
1: It it just, you know, when people would get in, is this the one with the box with the red stripe on it instead of the white one? Because remember... R-rated version had the red straight... I don't give a fuck. Give me a dollar and go away. <laughs> you
0: know? I do have that one rare ta- Goonies tape that okay. actually has the octopus in the movie.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: That's pretty cool. Like, I see,
0: Well, I don't know if it's rare or not, but I think it is.
1: Yeah. See, something like that is cool. That, that I would see... See, to me, that's worth keeping. <clears throat> like, my uh, copy of uh, Woodchipper Masker, That's worth keeping. Yep. Um, and, and then I got stupid shit. Like, The Kindred, up until what, recently? You couldn't find that unless you had it on VHS. I don't think it ever did get a DVD release. I thought it was supposed to it have It was,
0: but it never did. I don't, oh, I don't see, think it ever did. And, like,
1: I got that. And I got, like, Terror Within 2 seems to be the only... Corman classic, you know, when he was doing the New Horizon pictures. Like, that seems to be the only movie that has not gotten released on DVD. I have a VHS tape of that.
0: Oh, that but- reminds me. You know what was on the other night in HD on Encore? No. Project fucking Metal Beast. <sighs> I got it on DVR on on HD, it was pretty sweet.
1: I was gonna say, I did see a couple copies of Project Metal Beast, and I started laughing because somebody had one for 12 bucks. <laughs> they're like, come on, it's Project Metal Beast. I was like, yep, I own one, a really good copy of one, and bought it for seven. <laughs> I was like, and I've, I was like, and made money off of that copy already. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, out of print, Dan, help me out. <laughs> we traded. So I was just like, yeah, like I said, fun time. Um, I, you know, I totally understood. If we missed you big time. You I wanted had a to blast. be
0: there, man. I wanted to fucking be there, but shit. Yeah.
1: You you would have enjoyed it because, like I said, Bigfoot, dude, he became best friends with us.
0: Maybe Tim Gross can get, get a, a walk on part in the next Pittsburgh dad.
1: Well, we were talking about Bigfoot the movie, too. And oh, shit. Like, he's talking about trying to do that next year. And, oh, he was, we were talking to him about the Bigfoot creature. And for anybody that hasn't seen Bigfoot the movie, um, if by some chance you come across a copy or you buy it, this is like I said, and this is what it soon, if this is like our discussion Friday afternoon. We're drinking and we're handing him beers and we pulled out the moonshine and he's like, what's that? Oh, we're man. like, we're like, oh, you just need to drink this anyhow. And he started getting him drunk and I, I said to him, I was like, look man, I don't know if you've seen the review. He's like, actually I have somebody that runs all my websites and shit like that. And he's like, they told me about it never got back to you. He apologized to me and everything. And I just said to him, I was like, look, your movie was good. And he said, up until the love scene. I said, yes. He's like, dude, he's like, everyone's starting to say that. I was like, thank you. And he's like, all's I know, we're getting the dude that made the suit from the first one back for the second one. I was like, that is a smart move. So anybody gets a copy of that or goes by it telling you, that Sasquatch is fucking awesome in that movie. Very good job. But like I said, cool time, fun time. You'd have enjoyed yourself, but totally understand. It's cool, dude. And everybody was talking about Horror Realm because it's going to be a blast. So Can't wait. When is it? March? March 4th, 5th, and 6th, I think it is. I'll be there. Yeah, because they just sent out an email for dealer tables, so it's going to be hilarious. Hopefully in uh, two weeks or three weeks, Dan and I already have a, a day we're going to be shooting and it's going to be the week after we go to the Joe Bob thing, which is going to be a lot of fun. So yeah, we're going to try to have Jagoff Massacre 2 for Horror Realm. And if we get that, that's going to be, there's going to be shit going down. That's cool. going to be a party. So, but anyway, sir, that's what I did this weekend.
0: Uh, I didn't do anything but watch the Browns snatch, snatch, uh, defeat from the Jaws of Victory. <laughs> <laughs> i have been in an editing mode i have edited two show oh don't it's not gonna matter because they'll be out by the time anybody hears this but i got real behind because of work so i apologize there's oh and let's tap in the shows
1: yeah and let's not forget uh after i've been just rambling for the past 20 minutes talking about cinema wasteland uh, for those who are listening, the next Cinema Wasteland in April. Oh
0: yeah, I was gonna ask
1: who's who's gonna. It be? is Street Trash reunion.
0: Do you got a list of people?
1: I do not have a list of people. I forgot to take it with me. From what I've seen, it is five people from Street Trash. Randall, Tex Cobb. I. I Dude, I do not remember. I was drinking a lot yesterday. I do not I remember cops dead, I know that. <laughs> but uh like I said, it it five people from Street Trash. So it might already be up on their website, cinemawasteland.com, but yeah, sure. it is it is official Street Trash reunion for the April show.
0: Well, that, I told you that could be cool because a lot of people that worked on on uh yeah, yeah. Street Trash also worked on Spookies. I mean, we interviewed well, Frank Farrell, and he was on both and in uh, Dawn of the Dead.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, and he did, he's the one that did the Dawn of the Dead documentary, or documentary of the dead, if you want to call it.
0: No, that's you're thinking of a different guy.
1: No, I'm, I thought it was this, that, that same dude, that Roy Fuchs or...
0: Roy Frumke's directed yeah. Street Trash and that uh, documentary of the Dead. Yeah. Frank Farrell was... The yeah, I used. know
1: who, yeah, yeah. Frank Furrell's spooky, uh, yeah. Spooky. Yeah, you're right. Two different dudes, but same connection.
0: Yeah.
1: But uh, still got
0: all the old... Uh...
1: Yeah, within a week, that'll be... Yeah. But yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 reunion was really cool.
0: Oh, I that... didn't know Mark, Mike Gornick was there. Yep. The guy who shot Day of the Dead, that's cool. Huh.
1: That and uh Dwayne Whitaker was there.
0: Yeah, uh fucking he's Oh I can't think
1: I He's that guy. Yeah. Yeah
0: You'd recognize him.
1: Yeah, he was he was in Feast. Uh Everything. he's he's in the From Dusk Till Dawn sequels. Um he's that guy. He's the balding chubby dude that plays like a cowboy in every movie basically. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, he's the he's the guy I thought was Vinny Paul in Feast. From yes.
1: There you go. Yeah.
0: But no, he, he was um in Chainsaw three. He was the best get out the big skillet because I'll be an L for breakfast guy.
1: Yeah. No, that's no, not not that, a, no, not that dude. Yeah.
0: I'm, I'm bummed, man. No, no Alfredo. That kind of sucks. No.
1: Yeah. No Alfredo. Whitaker. I don't think Whitaker is. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what else Whitaker is in.
0: Oh, God. Puppet Master five. Night of the Scarecrow. Pulp Fiction. Uh, dustled Dawn Two, Devil's Rejects I
1: Just gonna, gonna say, Pulp lot. Fiction's the one I was trying to think of.
0: Yeah, he's uh,
1: he's he's the pawn store. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Anyway, what did you watch, sir?
1: Uh, uh I've watched. I I I feel like I have not watched anything, but I have since uh, we had last week off. So let me pull something up real well, quick. Well, I'll
0: go. I'll go because I watched it. like four or five things, and this week. And last week was nothing but good shit. Uh first I watched uh Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. And uh-huh. I'll be goddamn, you know, fucking cruise is five for five now. In awesome fucking movies. Like who who we were kind of surprised, me and you both. Jack Reacher was awesome. Uh Oblivion
1: was awesome.
0: What was the mm. other one he did that was awesome?
1: Edge of Tomorrow.
0: Edge of Tomorrow. And then Rogue Nation, like I'm not a big fan. Huge fan of Mission Impossible, but this one was really, really, really good. Because, yeah. Because Simon Pegg was in it a lot. And I just liked how him and Tom Cruise got along. And the chick that they cast, I thought it was really cool. Uh, the female lead, really hot and age appropriate. She wasn't some 19 year old kid, you know, in there just because she looked good. She was like probably 45. Mm-hmm. And and it was really cool. And I love, I, I just love that movie. I think it's the best out of the series and some of the shit that they had to go do. Like, you know, we talked about that plane stunt and Cruz really did that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I wouldn't be surprised if he did a lot more. I mean, that plane stunt is nothing in that movie. It's, it matters not in that. Like that doesn't amount to anything. That's just the opening stunt. As as far as the story goes, that don't mean shit. And some of the stunts that they did with the cars and the motorcycle chase was really awesome. He has to go into this weird, uh, like, secure data computer thing that's underground, underwater, that's really fucking pretty cool. It's just a goddamn hands-down good movie. I watched that. I watched, uh, well, I did watch one bad movie. I watched I spit on your grave 3 vengeance is mine.
1: There's a third? Uh-huh. I still haven't seen the second cuz I it's one of those things. The
0: second one, I, dude, I give the thumbs up.
1: I know I had part 2 in my house. Yeah. I think swamp head swallowed it whole.
0: <laughs> Check behind your computer.
1: Yeah, I dude, I'm telling you I could have sworn that was one of those movies you sent me to never I think seen. I did. Yeah, never to be seen again.
0: Uh oh, that's the fucking mailman probably still. it. Like
1: it, it just it. that was yeah. I, I I still haven't seen that because I remember you were supposed to send. You were saying you were gonna send it to me, and it just that and the RoboCop remake. I
0: that, know I sent you that one.
1: I never got it.
0: The fucking Pittsburgh mailman jacked you,
1: Yeah, that that was when yeah when we were both questioning. The post office there for for a few months. Well,
0: there. take my word for it on the RoboCop remake. Um, just just wait for for it to be on TV or something.
1: Yeah, I'm not. I mean, yeah, that that I, that one I no, wasn't. No hurry on that one. I was more one. interested in I spit on your grave two.
0: It's look two is disgusting. The first the remake I was watching it with Josh and my girlfriend
1: mm-hmm. and
0: Brian and I was like, it, it was good and uh, I mean I'm not. Antile I like the I like the
1: remake, surprisingly.
0: Yeah, I was like, you know, this is not something you want to watch with a bunch of people. I was like, guys, we can turn this off if you want. And, because it was just like the most rapey fucking thing in a world. Oh yeah. But then I was like, okay, as bad as this is gonna get rape wise, it's gonna get ten times better once she gets her revenge. And it did. And the second one, uh there's a big plot hole in it. But if you put that out of your mind, like, I, I don't know how some random Chechnyan dude, uh, rapes and kidnaps a chick in America and gets her to Chechnya. Unless he's like Steven Seagal. Yes. Yeah. Magic Steven Seagal powers. Uh, I don't think you could get that done. But there's some shit in the second one that she does to the dudes that's just truly awful. But the third one, it kinda, I don't know, she doesn't, I've only watched three-fourths of it, so I shouldn't even be talking about it. But anyway, she goes – like, it's the chick from the first one. They they pay no mind to the second one at all. This is basically a sequel based on the first remake. Like, the second one doesn't even exist. Yeah. So the chick from the first one is in rape crisis counseling circle meeting type shit, Mm -hmm. and she meets this punk rock chick that is there – just because she has to be and, you know, she says, you know, all these people want to do is, is talk and cry and, and try to heal and none of this shit works. But you know what does work? Revenge. And so they just go out and beat people with crowbars and, <laughs> and, and, and stuff. And that's all farther I've got, but I like this punk rock chick, but it doesn't, they just do something really stupid. It, but I, I need to finish that. I shouldn't have said I even watched it because I didn't. But anyway, uh I did watch Fade to Black.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, I like it. But boy, is it a mess of a fucking movie. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Like it's almost – it almost seems like it's edited out of order. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah, I know you're saying it,
0: it. It's really cool. It's a really good slasher. I don't know what the fuck Tim Thomerson is doing in that movie. (laughs) He showed up for like two days and just drank beer in a bed with a chick. He serves no purpose in that movie at all. Yeah. He does have a stellar mustache. And I do like the kid from Breaking Away in that movie. You know that movie Breaking Away with uh, Dennis Quaid and the voice of Kevin Arnold?
2: Oh,
1: okay.
0: Yeah, it's it's an Indiana movie. Yeah. yeah, that's one of our Indiana movies, that and Hoosiers. And I, I love where he worked. I want to, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I I'm, really doubt a place like that exists. It's like a, a warehouse full of 35-millimeter movies. That was cool. But it, it was a decent slasher. It wasn't as good as I thought it would be. But I think it was also probably had a lot of problems behind the screen. Mm -hmm. At least it it seemed that way. But I watched that, and I watched, I found, I don't know why, you know me, I love documentaries. So I I found this hour and a half documentary on YouTube that was on the Game Show Network. (laughs) And somebody uploaded it to YouTube, and it was really interesting. Do you remember the game show Press Your Luck?
1: Yeah, I loved Press Your Luck. No
0: whammies, no whammies, stop. (sighs) So, a long time ago, some guy got on there, and, and this was like 84, 85 this happened, so winning over $100,000 on a game show was astronomical. Yeah. And he cheated. He memorized, like, you know how the things would go, like the light. Yeah,
2: movement, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Stop. He memorized the frames, which in my book isn't cheating.
1: How the he, hell did he do that? He
0: did it. If the guy... It's on there. It's called uh I don't know. Just look up Pressure Luck documentary. But the guy looks exactly like Lucio Fulci, which is cool. But yeah, he memorized the frames and how they went around and exactly when to hit the stop. And, and he that is one whammy. Cram-
1: yeah, that is crazy stuff. Because I love that show, and I've always wondered, like, man, this show is such a crapshoot. You know, it's one yeah. of those things.
0: He totally cheat. They call it cheating. But hey, I, I just think he outsmarted the game and good for him.
2: Yeah, that's- And he,
0: but I, you, it was really cool cause the guy, you know, the guy was unemployed and he had a daughter that it was her birthday. And he didn't have anything to get her. He went to Goodwill and bought a 65 cent shirt to be on the show and the guy outsmarted him and won over $100,000. So good job for that guy. It's a really interesting documentary and narrated by Peter Tamarkin. <laughs> the host of pressure luck, <laughs> but I watched that. It's really good, and uh the great, the greatest movie I've seen in a long time. I got to see Deathgasm.
1: Yeah, you're talking about Deathgasm. I just
0: oh, Deathgasm is a joy. It is. It's got gore on the on the level of Dead Alive. Uh, it's about metal heads that find an ancient. Like parchment. That's a song, and they play it, and then like demons come, and the king of the demons come. They they basically raise Satan through metal, and it's if if you love metal and you know all the inside jokes about you know the metal sub genre and the black metal sub genre and all that shit. Like uh, the one guy's girlfriend's name's Abigail, which okay. is the King Diamond reference. They talk about. Uh, they have a flashback where the one kid gets kicked out of school for stabbing a dude with a compass, like a math compass, because he stepped on, this one kid stepped on his King Diamond tape, so he stabbed him with a math compass. (laughs) And there's just so many metal references in there. And the best part is, like, this is a Tim Gross movie. Tim Gross needs to see this movie. And because when they play the song that makes all the demons come, everyone in the neighborhood comes out, and vomit's blood everywhere. They vomit blood on babies. They vomit blood on fucking furniture. They vomit blood on each other. It's a vomit fest, and it's fucking great. It's it's the best movie I've seen in a long fucking time. And I watched it twice. It's awesome. And I think that's all I watched.
1: Because uh, I was going to say, this kind of sounds like we were talking about it again. Dan and I were talking about uh I forget how it got us started. We are talking about Death Metal Zombies. And Todd Jason Falcon Cook. Yes. And we were talking about how I would sell the shit out of and talk about <laughs> death metal zombies, metal zombies all the time. And I loved it. And we, I, I was telling the story to someone because uh, Dan sold the sequel. Somebody came and bought Zombified. And I still haven't seen it, but that's supposed to be a sequel to that. But I was telling somebody the story that Todd Jason Falcon Cook was telling us about how the dude that is the lead singer in Death Metal Zombies kept the name and and legally changed it.
0: Yeah, I think you were talking about that
1: before on the show. Yeah, and somebody knows who this guy is, apparently. Which (laughs) made it even that funny.
0: Well, Deathgasm, five stars. 100% five fucking stars. And it's probably... I'll let the cat out of the bag, fuck it. It's the best movie I've seen all year.
1: See it. I see, I wanna, see, road. It. Yeah, I wanna road. see it. Yeah, I wanna see it.
0: So fucking good, dude. And it's, it's, it's legitimately funny. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> it's fucking goddamn grand. And it, it gave me, like, it's New Zealand. It's from New Zealand, so... I know New Zealand's, New Zealanders don't like to be compared with Australian, but I put them people... In the same like little box of awesome filmmakers, you know what I mean? Like that area of the of the world makes awesome fucking movies. So that just gets a a, a plus five to my rating. So it's a ten star movie.
1: So what'd you watch, sir? Okay. Um, uh, what I watch? Um, well, the big thing to talk about. Uh, what the hell did I just do now? Here, hold on. For did some you, did reason, it get didn't... AIDS. no, it didn't get AIDS. It just <laughs> oh, should... Quinlan was in rare form. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> um, I, I did want, I did get, I got uh talking about synapse earlier. They did send me two more Blu-ray screeners the past week and reviewed Who the them.
0: the fuck did you blow over there, man? Did you uh, give somebody <laughs> a handy under the table? At
1: that's what I said. I can't family. explain it. They just send me stuff. It's awesome. I send them reviews back. It's really cool. This is how it's supposed to work. Uh, they sent me a Blu-ray, Manos, The Hands oh, of Fate. that's not nice of them. Actually, and want to watch that. This I got in a conversation with a couple of people at Wasteland about let me, this. Let
0: me ask you this first. Does it come with the Mystery Science Theater track?
1: No, it doesn't. There's but, no
0: reason to watch that fucking movie.
1: There. But I will get tell you this: I was never. I'm not one of those people that sit there and bash this movie because I know there's some people that just absolutely hate this movie. It's I'm terrible. I'm I'm a rare breed of I don't like it. I don't even
0: acknowledge it.
1: Acknowledge it. I don't okay. care the movie exists.
0: It takes but, more energy to bash something than just to yes, talk about it. it.
1: Well, actually, it's too easy to bash movies. Let's put it that way, From in my opinion. I feel it's a lot harder to write a great review for any movie. It's very easy, too easy sometimes, to Take just sit poop. there and rip a movie apart. And Manos, yes, does it have its issues? Is it bad? Yes, it is. Um, but for the most part, uh, a lot of horror hosts own Manos a paycheck. Oh yeah, and oh, sure. that's like you're saying, Mystery Science Theater 3000. Manos was a staple.
0: Look, there's like ten good. There's ten 100% class. Well, maybe like five 100% classic episodes of MSG 3K, and I love that fucking show. There's the Gamera episodes, Manos, Mitchell, uh, the Hobgoblins. And those are your best episodes. Yeah. They owe all those guys paychecks.
1: Yeah, and that's what I was gonna say. There is a lot of horror hosts that would play manos three times a year just for that mere reason. It was a show they didn't have to work for. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It written itself. They took that easy way oh. out. Which was fine. But uh getting back to this Blu ray, um, they went back and got the original like sixteen millimeter print. Wow. They, like the negative of it and Put it out, put it out there on Blu-ray. But what is really cool, and if you're kind of a movie nerd, and you like documentaries, this is the actual reason why you should buy the movie. The extras itself. That would be more interesting to me than the movie. Yeah, it is. The documentary is really cool. In the documentary, like, whoever's still alive, they're interviewing these people, and... Did they find Torgo? there no, but there is oh. these guys just ta- Well yeah, yeah, that he did. That's they all Gorgo. Yes, they did. I'm sorry. Yeah, because he's I forgot, he's all old and shit now. Um we still have giant knees. But they literally like there's uh two film historians of manos and basically they're the ones that made this documentary, and the documentary is about a hour long or so. Oh, I wanna and, see it. and it it like after I watched the extras it was like, I could. I sat back and said, I could see myself buying this movie, not for the movie, for the extras. They were that good. It's definitely, if you're a nerd for extras, it's definitely check. Or it, it synapse, again, entertaining stuff from those guys.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That, nothing but great stuff. And I think Manos... Is one of his prime examples. It shows you how good of the work Synapse is able to do.
0: I cannot believe they found Torgo.
1: Yeah, cause they, the documentary I believe is an hour, hour and ten minutes or something like that. I've got to see that. It's feature length and it was well worth checking out and has all these little tidbits about stuff and it, it just, anything you didn't need to know about Manos, it, it just, it's, Hilarious, cool stuff, though. But the second Blu-ray Synapse happened to send me, Mosquito. Nice. With Gunnar Hansen. Hansen. Yes, Gunnar Hansen. And this, uh, uh, basically, uh, again, this is the 20-year anniversary. They have deleted scenes for this as a commentary with everybody that was pretty much in the movie wow yeah like they're all together again for the 20th anniversary including Gunnar hansen doing this commentary uh just again another like it's not a documentary but it's a behind the scenes thing of then and now with gary jones the filmmaker and how he goes in back and forth like what he does now and what he was doing then with Mosquito and showing all this behind the scenes stuff of the, at that time and like how Gunnar Hansen was at the top of his list. Fi and not gonna have a ton of money for a movie and there's one person I'm gonna put in the movie, it's gonna be Gunnar Hansen. And it just like,
0: themselves to back it up.
1: <laughs> yeah, and like how they came up with the whole hey, Gunnar Hansen literally hasn't held a chainsaw in a movie since Texas Chainsaw Massacre and how like this
0: was before Hollywood chainsaw hookers.
1: Well, he, this is like, he acknowledges he's in, he's part of the Texas Chainsaw. Ma- There's a scene uh-huh. in the movie and that was the point of the scene in the movie. And they talk about that and everything. But again, the movie's fun. Uh, if you like kind of like a B movie ish, uh, like fifties inspired big bug flick, you would love mosquito mosquito to me I put it this way I love mosquito fun movie skeeter I think is just a half a step better
0: which one has Amy dolans
1: uh Amy dolans is in, in ticks I always in, get ticks mixed up with mosquito and Pumpkinhead two she's in pumpkinhead two blood wings ticks has everyone man ticks has Sunhower and
0: Carlton from Fresh Prince, yeah, I always get that mixed up with Mosquito, but go yes. ahead, I
1: digress. But yeah, another great Blu-ray done by Synapse, uh, Mosquito, very cool stuff. And the reason I, the reason I was talking about like Manos, I could easily see like not so much uh, total movie collectors, but nerds basically picking up Manos from Synapse because, like I said, it is well worth it. I as wanted to as, see that. Yeah. Yeah, as bad as the movie is. Uh, synapse again made sure made it worth buying the blu-ray um it, mosquito and like I said uh, we always talk about the 90s and different stuff mosquito is just this fun like I said just if you if you love the Dem and this island earth and just all those weird sci, science fiction 50s movies they literally they decided hey we're gonna make one now in 1995 is basically what Mosquito is. And we're gonna put Gunnar Hansen in the middle of it. <laughs> and that's what it is. it's great. But again, Synapse did a great job. But moving on to there some been other
0: anything that Synapse just dropped the ball on ever? I don't think so.
1: Um I think they I wouldn't say they dropped the ball, but I think maybe probably... there's
0: just I mean if they put something out there was not anything on there, it's probably a reason for that.
1: Yeah, and I was going to say, I think the earlier releases, um, when they were doing stuff like Sick Girl and yeah. stuff like six, seven years ago.
0: Well, I, I'll tell you what, anymore, I like Synapse a hell of a lot more. I mean, they both do a hell of a job, and I don't want to rag on either company, but Shout Factory and versus Synapse, Synapse just seems to put out more like rare shit.
1: Well, I was gonna say, Shout Factory seems to find titles that you never thought would happen to be out there. You know, that would get legit, which is still in question sometimes. And Shout Factory has their gems that when they do put something together, but I think all too often, uh, more than Synapse, a lot of the titles Shout Factory puts out there are just the movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's no extras. There's well, that's nothing. what I'm
2: saying.
0: Like, like uh, let's, like Prince of Darkness. I doubt there. They put that out. I doubt there's a lot of you know behind the scenes cut stuff for something like that.
1: Yeah, but you know what? I think if Synapse was behind it, I think you would know for sure.
0: Hey, we're getting popcorns from Synapse.
1: Sometime, yeah, so yeah, that tells you something. Like Synapse. how to put it both companies are good yes in in more ways than you know than the other one What shout factory puts out in bulk synapse puts out in quality quality. yeah it's the best way way to put it it, yeah yeah but both do a good job putting stuff together and yeah i you know we had our discussion about the nightbreed set and the, (laughs) the the pricing but
0: uh, you don't get a bitch about that, motherfucker. You got
1: but over, that. yeah. But overall, if you look at that package, I think if Shout Factory would do more projects with some of their m- movie titles, I'm like, um, spooky. Mm, like they did with Nightbreed, I think. I, you know, I think they really, really would. You know th- that. The the internet chatter of what they're actually, you know, questioning some of the titles they're putting out there, I think that would die out in a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. It it just, again, they do put a lot of cool titles out there, a lot of cool stuff that you never thought you'd find easily on DVD and usually a reasonable price where Synapse really win, like even, we're we're just talking Manos. Horrible movie to a lot of people. But just the extras make it if you are any kind of movie nerd, it makes you want to buy that Blu-ray package. It makes you it really wanna, you know, you want to get a hold of that stuff. And Synapse seems to do that with almost every title they announce anymore. And that's why I said it just in two different ways, they are good companies. But yeah, like I said, Synapse I, even if I wasn't getting the screeners, and I'm loving, that's why I'm enjoying getting their screeners, I would probably be buying half of the stuff I've already gotten. I, I could tell you that right now. I would have probably have bought half of the stuff they've already sent me, just because of what it is. But anyhow.
0: Anyway, go on.
1: <laughs> uh, the, the other movies I watched. Uh, I watched Mongrel from 1982.
0: Not the movie with Alice Cooper, that's Monster Dog, right?
1: Yes, yeah. you're correct, actually, on that. This stars Mitch Pledgy in his first film ever.
0: Woo! I got. It. I want to see it now. I didn't know Mitch Pledgy was involved.
1: Yes, neither did I until I started watching it, and I was like, oh, my God, some bitch still doesn't have hair. <laughs> 1982, it is his first official film credit. He's in... Three quarters of the film. He's a big part of the film. Nice. But basically it's just this, like, weird, kind of horror film, kind of not, kind of thriller, but people at a boarding house and Some dude that slowly is going insane keeps hearing dog noises and shit, and people start showing up missing after a dog (laughs) is shot in the front yard of this boarding house.
0: Nice. This sounds awesome.
1: It's just – it's weirdly – it was weirdly entertaining. I will definitely say that. It was weirdly entertaining, and I loved seeing uh, Horace Pinker. Assistant Skinner, which, by the way, did you get to see the X Files trailer? I, I was going to ask you that later. Yeah, that was going to be a kid. You oh, yeah. and I didn't, God.
0: I I I liked what I saw, but I did not notice, uh, Mitch Pileggi in there. But evidently he is.
1: Yes, there, you. Then you didn't see the one I seen because we got Mitch Pileggi with gray beard and all. Oh, nice. That's the best, Mitch Pileggi. Yeah, he got a gray goatee going on. Mitch
0: awesome. Pileggi's uh, retrospective
1: coming soon. Yes, because it, it, there, the, the trailer i seen that I posted on my Facebook page, it's he walks into the old X-Files office with Mulder, and Mulder kicks uh, kicks in half the poster. It says, I want to believe. UFO. Wait, that's but, him?
0: You lost a lot of weight then.
1: Yeah, that, I was just like Okay, I
0: didn't wreck Yeah, oh I was man. like, this is
1: awesome. Can't wait for this. When, I had, when
0: is it? When is it? July, or uh,
1: January, January 24th. January. I have such a super boner for X Files right now. And after I seen that trailer, I was like going nuts for it. There's only six episodes, though, right? Yes, but they're already talking, doing a. Uh...
0: There's, that's not even going to be a discussion. There's going to yeah.
1: be more. Yeah, they're already talking, yeah. just trying to figure out when they're going to film because, again, everybody is in this. Literally, like, the lone gunmen are dead. And somehow, uh, from the rumors that I have read, uh, those guys have signed. The I love em- those dudes. And I mean, the trailer even ends with the cigarette man who died, and he the, the trailer ends with you just see the cigarette sitting in ashtray, and you hear his voice, which is William B. Davis, yeah, we basically a lot just of
0: problems or something like that. Yeah, yeah,
1: we have a we have a small problem, and that's how it ends. And it's just like, oh man.
0: You know it's going to be awesome in that last episode. You're just going to be like, I want more, god damn it!
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. But moving on, like, after the Mon- after Mongrel, which was a great find, I was glad I Mongrel found that. Mongrel sounds
0: like show material. I want to watch Mongrel.
1: Yeah, I mentioned it quite uh, a few no. episodes ago, and you're like, no, nah, no. Nah, and I was like, "Yeah, you know what? It's worth it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Also, uh, just for anybody that's paying attention and watching Mongrel... There is a deep throat pinball game in it. Deep throat Mitch got t- a
0: pinball game.
1: <laughs> yes, and Mitch wow. plays it a couple of times in the movie. That's
0: fucking nuts.
1: Uh I finally watched The Gallows.
0: Oh I'm gonna check out of that one. That doesn't look that doesn't interest. That's the uh high school
1: uh yeah, your drama
0: club. As I as right. I called
1: it, it's uh high school students. Grave encounters.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna check out of that. I, I got no desire to see that one. Everybody says it's bad and I believe them.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's, it, it's not like, it's bad, it's not horrible, horrible. I could see why, I could see the audience they were going for, but it's just kind of, it is a time filler. It really comes off like, hey, we were not putting a ton of effort into this film. We we knew we can throw a million dollars out there and possibly make eighty million dollars. It didn't
0: happen, but I'm sure they
1: Yeah, won. that you it that it, it comes off as that. It, it it's just disingenuous is the movie.
0: That's the worst thing to be.
1: True. But yeah. Anyhow, I also I watched uh, Tremors Five, which I'm gonna cover for next week. Yes. And I, I'm i going to finish watching it tonight, but I found a movie called Death Squad that I've watched almost the entire movie. Uh, it stars Rucker Howard, Daryl Hannah, Stephen Baldwin, Danny Glover, and Michael Madsen.
0: Is this, re- this is a recent movie, right?
1: Yes. Yeah, Game this Bald- is
0: kind of like an Expendables type thing. It, uh, no, it isn't. Isn't it? Okay.
1: No, no, it isn't. Um, It, it has the cover like it. Ye- okay. This is, uh, I, I, don't get me wrong. It seems cool, but this is the type of movie it's like, okay, we got, we got all these people, and we have no script. <laughs> it literally like, they blew their wad on getting all these people together. And so far from what I watched, it's just, it's supposed to be like two warring factions of a broken government in 2046. And for the most part, they're just trying to uh, – Rucker Hauer's mercenary team is basically just trying to cover up some kind of uh, fuck-up in a building where 80% of the movie takes place. And Danny Glover is trying to get a hold of Stephen Baldwin, which Danny Glover never leaves a one room that he shot in the whole time.
0: Oh, he uh, – Malcolm McDowell
1: it. Yeah, so it just it, – really in michael madsen's cool rucker howers cool they have a couple cool scenes together but it just you're seeing all these people on the on film and it's just like there's a lot of like hey we're here we're collecting our paycheck um <laughs> somebody's shouting us lines from behind the camera <laughs> at this point. It really has, it, it just, it looks like this could have been really cool. This l- definitely looked like this could have been like an Expendables type flick and it's, it just somebody dropped the ball on this and it, that can, it, it can make a lot of sense since I didn't hear anything about this and I just happened to come across it and I was like ah, Guts Rucker Hauer in it, I gotta watch it. So, and I started watching <laughs> well, of it. Of
0: course, yeah. You know, Rekker Howard.
1: Yeah, and it's Wars just... More than any watch. Yeah, and it's just... It's not bad, but it's not good at all. It just... It's just... It exists. Sometimes that's not a good thing. <laughs> but anyhow, that's all I've watched there.
0: Well, let's get some... Can you dig it? So I got some, if you got some.
1: I got nothing.
0: I got some. Can you
2: dig it? Yeah. Can you dig it? Can you dig it?
0: Okay, here we go. Uh Hammerhore. Where you stand on hammer Horror?
1: Uh I guess it's okay. Why? New or old? Uh old. I like a lot of the stuff, uh, especially the early stuff. The later stuff gets kind of hokey and boring. I the like older, the newer stuff. I, well, you, are you talking about the stuff made like now? Because yeah, I'm, I'm talking like... black. Okay, yeah, I was going to say, I'm talking like mid-70s stuff.
0: Well, you're in luck then, because they are releasing a massive Blu-ray box set that contains, here we go... Dracula, Prince of Darkness, Plague of the Zombies, Quartermass in the Pit, which is awesome, mm-hmm. Rasputin the Mad Monk, The Devil Rides Out, The Mummy Shroud, The Reptile, Frankenstein and the Monster from Hell, Frankenstein Created Women, The Quartermass Experiment, The Witches, The World of Hammer DVD, uh, I don't know what that is, Hound of the Baskervilles, Captain Kronos Vampire Hunter, Brides of Dracula, and Curse of the Werewolf. No Gorgon, but. This them.
1: sounds though, like stuff that has not made its way to Blu-ray. Blu-ray, so that's a good thing. Hey man, you know those hammer
0: movies look fucking spectacular in Blu-ray though.
1: Oh, dude, I own a bunch of them. Yeah,
0: like, they're the remember, some of the best looking shit. Like I was going to say stuff.
1: Don't forget Remember uh uh Synapse. Yeah, Hands of the of Ripper. Of yeah, they 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 put some of these out. They release some of them
0: hands of the ripper twins of evil vampire circus these are probably the ones that came in a lot you know what i mean when they mm. bought the rights but uh has no has no prize tag just a big blu-ray set coming out i thought that was pretty cool moving on <laughs> <laughs> uh this is awesome are uh are you ready for the you, this is well, not for you, but for me. This fucking game. I've got boner. Uh, I've got a boner in two weeks. Remember last year, me and Josh went to see Evil Dead, City of Living Dead, and yeah, uh, Night of Living Dead. I, yeah. I could remember. Well, the skyline in scenic Shelbyville, Indiana, which is this is literally out in the cornfield. <laughs> um, they are they've released. Uh, what they're playing in October. And here we go. This is, this is some good shit. October 9th and 10th, you have Cannibal Night. You have the Green Inferno, Cannibal Ferox, and Burial Ground on the big screen, the drive-in.
1: Nice. Yeah,
0: dude. I, I would like to go to that. I've not seen Cannibal Ferox, but I, I would like to see the Green Inferno. Thought about giving Josh a call the other night, but money is not. I was
1: going to say Quinlan, I know, went to see it. Him and I were talking about it for a while.
0: Yeah. Uh, And Burial Ground, who doesn't want to see Peter Park bite his mom's nipple? Great flick. Yeah. Um, October 16th and 17th is West Craven Night. Uh, You have the original Nightmare on Elm Street, the original Hills Have Eyes. And I think this might be the movie you're covering tonight, Scream Bloody Murder. Ooh. But this, this, that's not, this is the creme de la creme right here. This is what I have the biggest boner for. This is the one I'm going to. October 23rd and 24th. Evil Dead 2. The Beyond and The Wizard of Gore. Nice. Yeah. Two movies I love. The best movie ever. Evil Dead 2. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna have to go alone because I might fucking jerk it. Something might happen there. It might be the greatest thing. I've already contacted Steve because I know Dana won't let him fucking not go to that. Mm -hmm. And they were there last year, so I expect those guys to go. But the Wizard of Gore, never seen it. Love to see it in 35. Yeah. I know it's probably not too good.
1: It's, but it's worth it. It's definitely.
0: You got to consider the time frame on that.
2: that Yeah. You know.
0: Anyway, moving on. (laughs) That that's awesome. Would Tim Gross like to see Cabin in the Woods Part 2?
2: I,
1: I, I'm not going to say I wouldn't be interested. I mean, I know I wasn't one of the big fans of Cabin in the Woods. I know you enjoyed it a lot. I loved it. I, but I'm not opposed to it. But the whole point is how can there be one since the end of the world? The
0: end of the world, I yeah. I don't know either.
1: So I don't understand that. I mean, literally, we're, we're talking. You know, how can you have a sequel for a movie that literally the end of the world happened?
0: Yeah, who knows? But we're good. we're getting it. I, I I'm down with that. Now, am know?
1: I wrong for thinking that?
0: No, you're not. But hey, you know, how many times? How many movies can we reference that there just should not be a sequel for, but there is?
2: You yeah. Know?
1: Well, yeah. But I mean, literally, it's just like you're sitting here looking at this and it's like, um.
0: The world's fucked, yeah.
1: Yeah, well, the world know. end. That's it.
0: Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. I just hope it's not a uh, straight-to-DVD cash-in. Like, 30 Days a Night had a sequel that was... Yeah,
1: Dark to- Days. Yeah, yeah, so fucking disappointing. Yeah, so Very, bad. I just hope yeah.
0: something like that doesn't happen.
1: And there's... The, you know what? And I bet you that's what is going to happen.
0: Well, I certainly hope not, but...
1: Nah, I'm telling you original. that's... Yeah, I'm telling you right now that's what's going to happen.
0: Anyway, I wanted to ask you this. how um, are you aware that this, of this, uh, I'm not a fan of this series almost at all. Give me two and four and then I'll call it a day. But have you seen the Hellraiser Scarlet Box? The big box that they just put out of all, or there, it's coming out of all the Hellraiser Arrow, arrows putting it out. I'm gonna, I'm not sure if it's all. Um, here we go. Holy Jesus. You've got uh no, it's just Oh jeez. You've got Hellraiser one with just an unfucking believable amount of fucking
1: features. I was gonna say, is this one of those things kinda like the finally everyone's starting to get like all the UK extras that was on I think and it's only got the first three
0: movies and then there's a fourth disc called the Clyde Barker Legacy Limited Edition. Yes, produces. yes,
1: that is basically the box yeah. that it's sitting across from me right now. Yeah, that.
0: Yeah, I think that, that i it all.
1: Finally, of oh, you, you know, I've had it for many years.
0: And there's supposedly, uh, the, but people are kind of freaking out of the surgeon scene that that has been unearthed of you know how pinhead. I don't know. It's just like this lost scene that they have found.
1: For which one. one? Two. Oh, hellbound.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. I wouldn't get too excited.
0: Yeah, yeah. but
1: I i mean, because to be honest, that UK box set, just like the Phantasm box set, it pretty much covered all that basis.
0: Gave you what you wanted.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah it I'm really a, did.
0: I'm not a fan of that fucking series almost at all.
1: Well, here's the problem. Um... For, like, if they could tell me, hey, we're gonna show you everything that was shot for Bloodlines with the three different directors, I'm all in. I wanna see what the hell got cut out of that and ripped apart and, uh, I, it's kinda like, uh, Wes Craven's Cursed. I'm that guy that wants to see all the crap that got, like, taken out. (laughs) You know (laughs) what I mean?
0: Hey, I think we're both, we're all fans of, of part four around here
1: yeah it, like I I'm, mean what we got I'm very curious because that was like two whole movies, and it barely made one mm-hmm. and I'm like if you could give me all that stuff, but you know inferno inferno, which is five and then six, which is uh what is it debtor or hell world or hell what is it hell Hellseeker. Or Hellseeker, yeah, six, seven, and eight. Um, let's be honest, we're garbage sequels outside of, uh, Ashley Lawrence doing Inferno. or no. Craig Sheffer was Inferno. Ashley Lawrence did, I think, part six.
0: Hendrickson is in there somewhere. Hendrickson
1: did Hellworld, which I think was part eight. And does this have the ninth one with the fat pinhead?
0: No, this just has the first three.
1: And see, that, I, I don't, I, uh, good for Arrow for hopefully making that more available. Because I know that UK box set. Uh, they that was limited, like they were done after making so many,
2: know,
1: uh, like five thousand sets or whatever, or ten thousand sets, whatever it was. They didn't, and it was only out for like a year and a half. And I was glad to be able to get a hold of one.
0: Well, there you go, Hellraiser fans. That's all I got.
1: Yeah, it just I'd be more because it's just it's one of those things. It's just. I don't think there's anything extra... Dimension really went out of their way to do bare bones and just do a shitty job of a series with Hellraiser. But... Well, some of those movies were just
0: made specifically to keep the rights where they were. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and that's what it is. And, and that's li- a bunch of shit. Just literally, it's that. just there isn't even, "Hey, let's take a second take." It's like, "Nope, you nailed this line first take. Let's move on." Yeah. Where you get a special edition fucking uh Halloween resurrection and you're able to watch other the other uh camera sets or whatever it was of the reality series that was going on in that movie, and I think that's a big bag of fucking bullshit right there.
0: I didn't even fucking bother. I didn't even bother watching like past five. I gave five a shot, and I was like, "Oh well, fuck this. This is just fuck." They, I don't know, man. That I'm just not a fan of that series at all. Besides two and four,
2: three yeah, I, is love, okay. I love.
1: Yeah, I love one. I do love one.
0: I just that one goes over my head.
1: I understand, you know? but I love one.
0: It's very British and goes over my head, and there's not a lot of pinhead in that fucking movie, to be honest. Uh, Fucked Frank is pretty cool, but the Hellraiser series, I, I, watch, I watch them, like, maybe once every seven, eight years. But, like, I think that's why, like, two is grisly, and I, I think a lot of people would say two is the best.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I think a vast majority of people would say two is the best. But, like, part one is, it's great, but I think that's, like, the kind of horror movie maybe Kyle doesn't like because there is no humor in that movie at all. I mean, not even, give me 1% humor. That movie is humorless. It's just mean and dirty and 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 sh- just fucking holy shit. I, I don't know. I, th- I just think you got to have, like, a little bit of comedy in there. Eh. that one doesn't, yeah, sometimes you want Cannibal Holocaust,
1: yeah, and I think that's what you know. i that's what I got, and I enjoyed it,
0: yeah anyway, i got I got a trailer to watch,
1: yep, i I've heard about this movie. I've I've put
0: it. I I've not watched this trailer.
1: I've not watched the trailer. I've actually put it off many times just because mm-hmm. I was waiting to either talk about it on the show or I've heard so much about the movie, though.
0: well, this is the trailer for Krampus. Uh, I believe T-Shirt Joe first came up with this idea, so uh, Big Hollywood Production Agency, cut your checks out to T-Shirt Joe, careoffastcustomshirts.com, because this is his idea. So we're going to watch the trailer for Krampus right now. So one, two, three, go. I've not watched this yet, by the way.
1: Yeah, uh, neither have I.
0: It's a Christmas movie, of course.
1: It's been ta- it's been talked about for yeah in development, I'd say at least two years. Hey now.
0: David Ketchner, I like it already. I love that dude. a little dry. Well, mine's delicious. I fucking <laughs> hate Adam Scott. No. Hey, speaking of Hellraiser Four, that guy was in Hellraiser Four. Oh, fucking, she got STF'd. I hope this isn't gonna be like a gremlins type deal. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Or food. There's plenty of leftovers, Howard. it is. the weirdest thing. There's no cars, no people. How long can this keep up?
0: See, this is where the tremors need to attack right now. <laughs> It's a Michael Gross and Reba in this shit. We heard in the
2: Dan Haggerty uh, left his was elves gonna go say, around. No Dan, Haggerty? No Dan
0: Haggerty, thank God.
1: Which, by the way, we sold a copy of Elves. Nicholas. To
0: who? A blind person?
1: Nope.
2: Instead, a much darker ancient spirit. Those are hooves. Elk or a goat? The kind of goat walks on its hind legs. A fucking kick-ass goat. He and his helpers did not come to give, but to take. Huh.
0: Hey, fucking satanic no man! Not cool.
2: Everybody, hold on to each other. He is the shadow of Saint Nicholas.
0: You see the demonic toys right there, Tim?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I I I'm gonna have an opinion here. It's nothing I, bad about the I, movie.
0: I've got one already. I hate Jack in the boxes. Smash! Here comes the foot. I know it. I knew it. So predictable. <laughs> um. It's Christmas. Nothing bad's gonna happen on
2: Christmas.
1: That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Well, we've got demonic toys. No Dan Haggerty, thank God. Uh, what's your opinion? I've got one.
1: Um, I As much as this has been advertised and been put out there, is this going to fall the same fate as the Silent Night remake of, a couple years ago? And is this going to fall the same uh, fate as that uh, UK flick The Saint that came out in 2010 that got a lot of huge press and went really big over there, but it came over here and you really had to go... Like, it was in and out of theaters in a week. You had to go look at it. I didn't the even
0: realize that that was in the theaters.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was in the theaters for like a week. And you really had to like track down a theater that was playing it. And that's my biggest thing. Is this gonna be advertised just as big? Cause the Silent Night remake actually got some...
0: Well, I thought you were gonna talk about a Black Christmas remake.
1: And I like, uh, no, 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 no.
0: That movie, that's a so good, it's... It's so bad
1: it's a good movie. No, no, but <laughs> I'm talking like uh, I going back to like these two past holiday horror movies have gotten a lot of press, and when it came down to it, uh, they it whoever was releasing it kind of failed, kind of nightbreed it, kind of yeah, you know what I'm saying, kind of yeah, shit the bed when it came down to it. Because somebody was like, oh, you can't have a horror movie end around the holidays. Yes,
0: you can too, gremlins.
1: Yeah, kind but that was the thing that had Steven Spielberg attached to it. Mm-hmm. And that's the only thing. If his Spielberg's name is attached to it, of course you could have that. But, you know, no, God forbid.
0: This is, got, this is Michael Doherty of Trick or Treat. So.
1: Yeah, but again, I just go back to I, I will be impressed if this actually opens up in more than a thousand theaters.
0: I think it's going to get a wide release. What I want it to be is, like, a really good head fake movie. And by that, I mean, really, like, you know it's a horror movie. Mm-hmm. And I want it to be, like, kind of like Gremlins in the, in the tone, where it's, like, really like a family movie to begin with. And then it goes real fucking dark. Yeah. Like I want this to be real fucking crazy and dark. And I'm looking at a rating, and it doesn't have one yet, but, man... This, this reeks of PG-13 in the theater and R on fucking DVD.
2: Well, which is that's a big imp-
0: pile of bullshit.
1: Yeah, that's my other thing I was going to say. If this does get into the theater and it's PG-13, I will take a big dump on it. Yeah, I will not. I will not uh, uh, No. Well, I'll go watch it. You can make a good PG-13 horror movie. You can, but... Uh, sorry. If you're, you're, gonna, you if you're doing something like this, go for the R. For the love of yes. God.
0: And, uh, you know... T-shirt, Joe. Uh, this poster does have fake fold lines in it, so oh, <laughs> fuck that nonsense.
2: But this right.
1: this raises my question: talking about the Silent Night remake, and talking about a remake that kind of turned me around on some of the remakes because I really enjoyed the Silent Night. Silent
0: League. Night remake was way better than it had any right to be.
1: Yeah, and here's my question: Flame you're, door ta- Santa. you're talking about Cabin in the Woods too. There is absolutely no talk of A Silent Night, Deadly Night 2.
0: I don't think that went over.
1: Yeah, but I, I don't well. understand why. That was a good movie. It was a good horror movie.
0: You
1: mm-hmm. that Captain
0: Paycheck in there.
1: It, I, it was a good horror movie. I really liked that. And if you're looking to make waves, I would start there. I think it'd be worth it.
0: You could do that type of shit, man. The, the Town of the Dreaded Sundown?
1: Remake, yeah. Yeah, great. why not? I mean, it just... I was not expecting anything, and that was... It's kind of like I spit on your grave remake. I was not <laughs> expecting it to be as good, and it did a really good job.
0: Yeah, I wasn't expecting much.
1: I and, just don't understand.
0: wanted to turn off a movie. You know. Good job, sirs. But let's get to our questions.
1: Okay, hold Got on. Got them pulled up? Give me one second, because I, I was checking the other page just to see if anything was on there, and there's not. Okay, here we go. We'll start off. Uh Carolyn Hoshauder. Uh By did what percent?
0: Mike, by the way.
1: Yes, she that is Mike's wife, uh, yeah. which I did get to see Carolyn this past weekend, and who was kind enough to buy a book off me. Really cool. Awesome. Uh, which I sold a couple issues of Secret Skull Digest on my table for Mr. Mike Hoshelder, which was, uh, had a couple of my reviews, but also had my rest in peace, uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper in it.
0: Oh, I forgot he wanted that from us.
1: Yeah, he gave me the Shit. whole back page to it, actually, which I was impressed. It was really cool. I was like, oh, this is awesome. So that was really cool to see that, and me and Quinlan were reading it and checking it out. But uh she wants to know, by what percentage did the world supply of beer dropped as a result of this weekend's Cinema Wasteland, and what percentage of that was consumed by Tim Gross?
0: I read this question, and I just pictured you in in that part in Strange Brew. Where Doug McKenzie drinks the whole fucking like silo full of beer. And, and he, he just gets he, real big. I've got to piss.
1: And he pees out the fire. Yeah, he pees out the fire. All I know, I wasn't the one raping somebody on the bed and had pictures taken. Chuck Connor. <laughs> 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 Now we might have been acting like twelve-year-olds at a restaurant, <laughs> talking about AIDS. <laughs> but ah, uh, man, I don't know. It just uh, it, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Uh, T-shirt Joe wants to know why doesn't the paparazzi follow Gianna Michaels around? She's
0: too busy banging dudes in the back of like trucks and vans and being awesome like that, I suppose.
1: I know she was at one of the strip clubs because it was advertised this oh, past week shit. in Pittsburgh and I know T shirt Joe was on Facebook for a couple days He's trying to get...
0: do a to get back to
1: Pittsburgh. <laughs> and trying to get Rich Delzada to go take pictures of her <laughs>
2: <for it. laughs>
1: I was dying. Uh, T-shirt Joe also wants to know, Alexis Texas has started directing. Is she the new West crazy? I don't know who that is. <laughs> oh, another porn star.
0: Oh, time to Google search that fucker. Yeah. She's he? directing horror movies?
1: I Dad, I don't know. I'm guessing she's just directing, getting to that age where she probably wants to phase out some of the acting and do what a lot of the porn stars have done now is directing their own porns. Holy shit,
0: she's fine. <laughs> she got a big ol' ass!
1: That's what she's known for.
0: Jesus God, Joe. Joe could <laughs> pick him.
1: Uh, uh, Tim Wilder, bootleg Tim Gross, he wants to know, why did you feel the need to invade my base in MGS? In
0: Metal Gear Solid? Um, <laughs> I've only played that game for like... Four six hours or something I don't know but you can make your own bases and invade your friends bases and you know hey I, I feel like bootleg Tim Gross has been getting a little big for his britches and his base needs to get taken down <laughs> I need to do it so war is hell sir
1: so I guess you've been invading his base
2: and
0: no <laughs> he's got it for Playstation 3 and I've got it for Playstation 4 which sucks I can't invade his base oh. I can't get inside his base and steal all his dudes
2: because he
1: has a PlayStation 3? Yeah. That makes no sense. <laughs> it, does. it makes no sense to me. You'd think because you have a PlayStation 4, he'd be able not to touch you. <laughs> Honest to God, you have one not more better. number
0: makes all the difference.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like having a Commodore 128. You have twice the power now.
0: <laughs> if I could, I would fuck his base up. I have a nuke now, so... Jesus, and Ed, Quillen
1: and Ed Quillen just says AIDS. AIDS. <laughs> AIDS.
0: <laughs> Holy shit, Alexis Texas, god
1: damn. Which, dude. by the way, anybody who goes to my Facebook page, you'll see a great picture of uh, Ed Quillen and I that Mike Hoshelder took a picture of us with my book, which was really cool. Um, it was in between us laughing, just sitting there acting <laughs> like complete kids saying AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> Like I said, that might have been the most important thing you missed this whole weekend. (laughs) Uh, T-Shirt Joe wants to know, which porn stars would you pick to commentate, I guess, do commentary for NFL games?
0: Um, I don't know. Dude, I don't want to hear porn stars talk. Just fucking, I'm not going to say anything. (laughs) They're the
1: sad pretty, part is they're I mean, probably better than half of the people that are doing the commentary. I will
0: guarantee I, you, I will take a deaf porn star over Chris Collinsworth.
1: I was going to say, everyone said that, that dude, oh my god, anytime Collinsworth does a Steelers game, that dude would show up outside of, like, Heinz Field without security, he might get killed. It's just
0: (laughs) like, oh,
1: my God. The Steelers could win a game by 55 points. And if Chris Collinsworth did that game, that would be the first thing they would call up and complain about, is Chris Collinsworth. They could lose the game by 55 points, and they would complain about Chris Collinsworth.
0: The guy's her- he's hor- he's not the worst ever.
1: No. no. Phil Simms... Eh.
0: Phil Simms is just... I don't know, man. Well, well, we got a question about that.
1: Okay. Yeah. I, I, I'm not seeing no question about Phil Simms.
0: No, we got a question <laughs> about who's the worst football commentator. Oh, we do? Yeah. I read it I earlier. D-
1: I didn't see it. I
0: think Joe posted it i don't know let me see if i can't find it
1: it's, i was gonna say who, i am who not do you seeing think it.
0: the worst commentator is
1: oh uh, i didn't see that one i'm sorry somewhere i'm not seeing it dude well, i'm just seeing about is, michaels and that's it
0: facebook has fucked us again who, do you, who besides collinsworth who's the worst
1: Phil, Phil Sims for me.
0: See, Phil Sims never bothered me. He's just dumb.
1: He doesn't. Yeah, I was gonna say he doesn't bother me, but I just I don't like him. Um, I, I just I think he's not. I just don't think he's as good as he thinks he is. Let's put it that way.
0: I like. I I like a bunch of them. Uh, I think I'm not gonna say who the best. Is, well, the best is my dad. <laughs> my dad is the best football commentator of all fucking time. But uh, the worst, Dan Deardorff. If I could stick a knife in that man's trachea, I would do it. Thank God that fat fuck
2: retired. He was, I,
1: the I was gonna. Worst. St- I enjoyed the Monday Night crew from like the early 80s to the late 80s. And I forget. Like, Cosell was phased out.
0: Cosell was pretty awesome. He used to get cool pe- He had a monkey up there once.
1: Yeah, Cosell eventually got phased out just because he was getting older. Yeah. But I remember listening to those guys. I would fall asleep just watching, as a kid, watching every Monday night game.
0: Um, let's see who else is good. I like Deer I uh, I really like Terry Bradshaw, especially because he's just so dumb and goofy. Like, there's a different. That's a different kind of dumb. You know what I mean? That's that's not Phil Simms dumb. That's happy, funny dumb. Like, I don't give a shit. Phil Sims takes
1: himself too serious. I don't think Bradshaw Yeah, at all. there you go. Yeah, and, you, you couldn't yeah. have said it any better right there.
0: Even though he's a stealer, and fuck those guys, I like Terry Bradshaw. And I especially like Terry Bradshaw when he gets three or four beers in him. And you can tell. Uh, I, I like Ditka, because Ditka don't give a shit what he says.
1: Yeah, he doesn't, but I will definitely say he doesn't. I don't think he has much of a clue on today's NFL as he likes to think he does. I think
0: he's he's probably like Wes Craven. He retired, and that's just it.
1: Yeah, that's it. it. He's it. gone. Um, I I like I still I like Bill Cower because he still seems to scare the other people. He's doing Cower's chin. <laughs> yeah, like he when he seems to. Disagree with one of the guys. <laughs> he just, he, they still have that look of fear, like he might spit on me.
0: Cowers, does cowers like a modern day dicka. He knows what he's talking about. He yeah, talking he
1: about. does. I was gonna say he does know what he. The cowers does know what he's talking about.
0: Well, we gotta stop talking about football before we uh, alienate all the other people.
2: Oh yeah, <laughs> we've yeah, already
0: done that anyway. So let's talk about scream bloody murder aka my brother has bad dreams
1: yes i believe that's what it's called yes it it was and that's the weird thing about this movie it was originally called scream bloody murder but eventually at some point in time it was renamed my brother has bad dreams and that's the weird thing. A Weird thing. There is an actual movie called Scream Bloody Murder that was made in 73.
0: Yes, that is the one that's playing at the
2: drive-in. Not yeah, the that's
1: actually about. a much better movie <laughs> than My Brother Has Bad Dreams, which was made in 74. So I'm guessing somebody was like trying to, hey, look here while well, you're not looking here kind of thing <laughs> Uh, in trying to make some extra bucks. But anyhow first off did you get to watch this flick
0: uh yeah
1: yes okay uh this is
0: i'd a... like to have that time back <laughs> but you know what i will say i think maybe maniac lustig saw this movie also
1: definitely it definitely uh, early influence that because this is a to put it simply, it's like a creepy and weird after-school '70s TV special. Yeah, that goes really fucking wrong at the end of the Because <laughs> it is, it it does have it has its boring parts. Um, apparently Carl, he's a grown man, but he's kind of like a man child. And it literally opens up with this dude, uh. He's, like, in his 20s. He's come home from fishing, and he's having a conversation in the dark with his mother, who doesn't exist, who's been dead for quite a few years, apparently, which we find out. And you eventually find out Carl has a sister who named Anna, who takes care of him. And basically, Carl, when he was, like, young, I think he said six or eight years old, basically... He became mentally handicapped, like, uh, his brain stopped functioning at that point for one reason or another, like he, he basically broke. He apparently seen his mother killed by his father. And after his father died, basically his sister Anna, that's all she does is try to keep Carl out of trouble and try to explain to him that It's kind of even a Norman Bates kind of thing in parts. (laughs) You can see this movie was influenced a little bit by Psycho because not only is he having just these bizarre dreams of killing his sister, and he's having these other dreams of talking to his mother, and then he's still talking to her after the fact. And he even at one point in the movie, when he's talking to his sister Anna – he, after he comes out of one of these like weird trips, he just, he totally never even knew he was doing it. Or at least acting like he didn't know about it. But what changes like in the middle of the movie, Carl is gone fishing or decide to go to this lake just to go get naked and go swimming and he meets another dude and all of a sudden it turns into just this very uncomfortable start of gay porn. But it's not. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Apparently, they just have this odd conversation like, hey, let's go skinny dipping together in this lake. And they do. And Carl brings them home. And after basically having dinner and Anna being rightfully protective of her handicapped brother, uh she explains to this visitor and eventually she becomes boyfriend and girlfriend with this dude. And At that time, Carl just, it's, the second half of the movie is basically Carl just losing complete touch with reality. He completely snaps into one of the weirdest endings I've watched for a movie, but it is a 70s movie, which that kind of explains everything, where literally Carl wakes up, goes stab the Jesus out of the dude he brought home and then kills his sister, Anna, and basically sits down to not write a suicide note. And this is where you think the movie ends. It doesn't. It still goes on for another 10 minutes. And he sits there and writes this note basically like he's going on a trip and it's time for him to move on. He has grown up after he's killed these people. And he puts a mannequin with him on the back of his dude's bike. And he just starts driving down the road. And all of a sudden this cop comes up on him and starts chasing him. Literally for like five minutes straight they're having this one man chase scene. One cop car chasing this motorcycle until of course the police car flips and blows up. <laughs> just like every- Well that's
0: day. a movie thing. If a car goes airborne it automatically
1: explodes. Yeah, yeah, it explodes. Then Carl stops, takes apart the mannequin, throws it in the water, and all of a sudden begins jabbing himself in the wrists with a fucking screwdriver. Jumps in the water, and all of a sudden there's fucking gators. (laughs) And there's the credits in one of the weirdest, bizarre, boring, confusing, just off-the-wall, trippy movies i've watched it was i give it two out of four stars it is just it just it had a little bit of everything it just it was uh it is truly an oddity but for me even though i don't think the world of the movie it was i'm definitely glad i found this and got Mm -hmm. it i i was glad i bought this movie it was well worth watching finding something like this and watching it I was so glad. And I'm glad I covered it on the show. I mean,
0: was this a legit DVD or was it an out of print Dan?
1: This is an out of print. Um oh, I yes. did try. I think this made an appearance on a 10 pack at one point quite a few years ago, but I can't track down a legit DVD of this film. I think there's just VHSs. And, of course, um, I believe it was on YouTube. That was how you watched yeah, it. Yeah, no, right? I watched it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I don't know if anybody has any information on it. Please email us about it. But I don't believe there's any legit DVD out there. But, yeah, this was something I bought off of Dan quite a couple of years ago. And it just been sitting in my pile, and I finally wanted to watch it.
0: Yeah, I can't see uh, legit 10-pack or anything like that on Amazon right now.
1: Yeah, I thought I'd seen it on a 10-pack. I could be wrong, but uh, also, too, this movie was called Scream Bloody Murder at one mm-hmm. point, too. So, Oh, it,
0: I should just check that in, I guess.
1: Yeah, so that there's a possibility in that. And it could have been one of those things you were thinking you're getting yeah. a 73 Scream Bloody Murder because it is a cool film, but instead you get My Brother Has Bad Dreams, and everyone's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, I liked it, it's okay, but you know what? There's a lot of other movies that are like this that are way fucking better. Psycho, uh, Deranged, all that type of shit. But I do think Man- Maniac owes this a paycheck. Yeah, after you
1: the, said that, yeah, I totally agree with you on that.
0: With the, uh, you know, mo- mannequins and shit like that. It's yep. okay it's not the worst movie we've ever seen it's it's pretty average honestly
1: yeah but if you like weirdness
0: oh no, yeah but it's not my special kind of weird
1: <laughs> no 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 but but if you just like, like, like that, that ending that i just explained yeah <laughs> and i mean that ending made that movie worth watching and <laughs> it's like a, if you could have something like that then cool that's, I want to talk about that.
0: It's almost like, hey, we've got this ending, but it, it's lacking something. And somebody just yelled, Gators!
2: <laughs> <You laughs> we Gators!
0: <laughs> oh, man. I would recommend it to fans of weird shit, you know? Uh, not my type of weird shit, but it's okay. Nobody in this, you know, recognize. Nobody, who directed this? Robert J. Emery, who did to uh a lot of National Forest movies. <laughs> it looks like he just did, like, wilderness shit. I don't know, man. Scream Bloody Murder. Uh, I, nothing I recognize. Beats the shit out of me. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> I don't know what to say about it. It's definitely fucking weird. Um, you got anything else to say about it? No, let let
1: let's go on and talk about <laughs> Miss, Miss Forty Five. Every day, on every
2: street, in every city, women are insulted, abused. Planning on going with someone? Would you like to go with me? Much too beautiful to be a model. What's her secret? What is she hiding? Where is she going?
0: Uh, this was on my list uh, a couple weeks ago of movies Kyle's never seen
1: <laughs> I was going to say this was on my list many years ago that I used to carry to like Wasteland and stuff like that and I was going to say I had a conversation with Ed Demko about six years ago this is at, a
0: very Ed movie
1: yeah about six years ago and that was I think that was right around when there was a legit DVD of this being talked about it didn't happen yet. Um it just happened in the past year or two, but there was news that somebody was gonna be putting out a legit DVD of Miss 45 finally. And Demko and I were talking about this movie and he said, Have you ever seen it? No, and I was showing him a list of movies this happened to be on there, and he's like, dude, do yourself a favor. Find that sooner than later. And that's what I did. I went looking for it. I found it and found a copy of it, watched it, reviewed it. And I'm going to let you take away and go ahead and talk about because I know how I feel about it.
0: Well, I watched this for the first time today. Uh, I hate this fucking
1: movie. Oh, my God. I really? I did.
0: I, I hate a strong word. I, I was not a fan of this movie. This, to me, is my blind dead, Tomb of the Blind Dead.
2: Mm. For you. I
0: don't get it. I don't get the love for this movie at all. But this movie is a rape revenge movie, which I re- I love those movies. Uh This chick, it, it's it's just basically it's a bare bones fucking movie, man. And that's not I'm not saying that in a bad way, but it is directed by Abel Ferreira, who mm-hmm. is a name everybody should know. I'm not a fan of the guy. You know,
1: I, I'm not a huge I, fan I, it either, but fun. I. I'm a huge fan of this film.
0: Not me. Uh, you know, he did Driller Killer, which is a video nasty. Uh, King of New York, which is awesome. Bad Lieutenant. Never seen. He did the really, really, really good remake of Body Snatchers.
1: Mm-hmm. It, it's,
0: that's not even really a remake. It was just like maybe like a
1: remake. It's just kind yeah. of a sequel.
0: Yeah. Offshoot kind of thing. Yeah. That's, I think that's the best version of that movie that's not the original. And I like every version of that movie, even the invasion with Nicole Kidman. But anyway, I'm not going to get derailed here. This stars Zoe Lund as a mute named Fanna, who works in a, the garment district of New York, uh, sewing clothes for some highfalutin fashion dude. And one day, she's on her way home. She, she's kind of the oddball. Uh, like, she's not hated. At work by the group of chicks that work there. Uh, they're always trying to get her to come along, you know, come hang out. And, and she's just kind of a loner. But she's on her way home after buying a Coke at a store and some broccoli, which is the only thing she bought. I thought that was weird. <laughs> I don't know why. But uh she gets jerked in the alley by a guy wearing a mask and gets raped. Yep. Meanwhile, someone is breaking into her house. Yep. And she comes home all dirty and gross from being it's basically supposed guy. to be New York
1: 1980.
0: Yeah, which is the coolest part of the movie. Uh, the guy breaking in her house also rapes her. But this time, you know, she, she fights back. Uh, the guy fucking loses it, drops his gun, and she bashes him on the head with a ceramic apple and then brains him to death with an iron, which I thought was fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. So then she she proceeds to uh, not know what to do with the body. She throws it in the tub. Dismembers it later after I, I don't know what the fuck this thing lady person living downstairs with her dog. <laughs> was like some old queen. Like just some albino old queen living downstairs and her yappy dog kept smelling the body. And she dismembers it and puts it in the fridge. Uh, from then on, it's rinse and repeat, man. It's it's her just killing random dudes with a forty five, and yep. that's it. Literally, she she kills. Let's see, who does she kill?
1: I just, I, I'm sorry, I just. When she snaps, I just loved.
0: Anybody how she that snaps. Yeah, she she becomes like this vigilante.
1: Yeah, she um, literally becomes Chuck Bronson all of a sudden,
0: and uh, everybody. The end uh, is in a, a Halloween party.
1: She's works. a nun. She's
0: a nun, and she just goes in there and guns the fuck out of everybody. And then one of the chicks that she works with uh, grabs a knife, sticks it down by her crotch in some kind of symbol symbolism fucking thing, and stabs mm. her. Yeah, I know you were trying to say something with this movie, Abel Ferreira, that rape is bad. Uh, everyone knows that. I just think this movie is – the problem I had with this movie was this chick, no one – yeah, getting raped is horrible. It's the worst. And she becomes this vigilante, which is cool in movie land, but you know what? That's also wrong. And there was no, and like, she was the protagonist. She had no, there wasn't any, like, kind of Tom Atkinsy cop trying to put the pieces together and catch her.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I mean? Because they kept flashing to the newspapers that said, no clue on the 44 caliber, on the 45 caliber killer as of yet, and she's just gunning down dudes that try to help her. Uh, she drops. One. I did like. I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about the stuff I liked. It, it was greatly filmed. I love old shitty New York, and you got a lot of it in here. Like this is old shitty New York in the time like if you were on the set and drove three blocks, like they were probably shooting the Bronx Warriors in the same neighborhood. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I love old gross New York. Um that's about it, dude. This movie was total it was just fucking oh, I hated it. I really did. And I was bummed cuz I was like, okay, this is a cult movie and everybody likes it. It's going to be this greasy, grimy uh savage streets type rape revenge and nope, it wasn't. And it just man, if they had a cop like, trying to put the pieces together, which I thought the movie was missing big time. It was like Joe Spinell or something. Fuck yeah, I would have been into this. But she had no antagonist after her. Uh, the ending didn't give a fuck. This chick sucked. This movie sucked. I'll never watch it again. I know I'm in the vast minority saying this. But you know what? I- I'm glad I saw it. I can mark it off my list. Never going back. What do you think about this movie? <laughs>
1: I just, I enjoyed this movie. I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was great. Um, I just enjoyed the fact, uh, I, you can literally see when she snaps. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just enjoyed the movie so much so. And I, like, you're comparing it to some of the other, you're calling it a bare bones movie and stuff like that. I compare it to, like, I think it is in the same vein as I Spit on Your Grave and, mm-hmm stuff like that but I think it separates itself there's just something about this and it could be the whole New York thing and just
0: I think it's, or, it's it's very competently directed like this guy's a good director
1: yeah 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 and it just I just for one reason or another I just really enjoyed this film I give it four out of four I I just I loved that uh this movie exists. It just it just hit me at the right chord when I was watching it. Yeah, I'll tell
0: you cool. what, man. I've got the Draft House Blu-ray they put out. Mm-hmm. Man, this movie looks fucking gorgeous in Blu-ray. Yeah. It looks fucking great. I just don't. This is the one movie, man. I don't see the big deal. I don't get it. It it was just over and over doing the same thing. She's going out and she shoots a guy. And like I, I love the part where she was. She just got done shooting a dude, and it was raining, and then the big limo-type sedan pulls up, and it's some, some like, Iraqi chic, and he picks her up, and she shoots him in the dick. Yeah. (laughs) Just, that was cool. There was a lot of cool shit in here, but I don't think all the pieces came together to make a really good movie for me. Matter of fact, I don't, I really didn't fucking care for this movie,
1: and I'm bummed out. Well, you know what, though? I I kind of see you not being – because you have never been a huge fan of movies of this type in that – not torture, but –
0: I love the Rape Revenge movie, man. I mean, give me Savage Streets over this any day. Savage Streets has
2: has characters I I care about. I I didn't give a fuck about this girl. I get,
1: I, I get to understand that. But it just, it, you've always been kinda torn on these movies and you just seem, more times than not, not like these types of movies. It's
0: a slow-paced movie, maybe that's why. I mean, it's not House of the Devil paced. Like, god damn, House of the Devil, son of a bitch. That, movies of that kinda of snail's pace, I'm just, I, I've got better things to do than sit here for an hour and 45 to just fucking have this movie suck. Yeah, I I did. I, I'm not going to say this movie sucked because there was obvious talent behind it. It was just no, thank you. Uh, no, thanks. I'll I'll take Savage Streets, please. Yeah. (laughs) But I can't, I know this has fans. I just don't, this one, I just throw my hands up in the air. I don't get it, man. I love old timey, gross New York movies. The fucking cruisings, the escape from New York, or the escape from New York was in, filmed in St. Louis, what am I talking about? Um, what am I think? uh, Bronx Warriors, all that shit. Just didn't give a fuck about this one. Maybe it's the fashion thing, I don't give a shit about fashion. I don't know what it was that turned me off so bad about this fucking movie, but I was hoping, I was hoping for a really fucking classic and I didn't get it, man. Maybe Tremors 5 will do the trick.
1: Maybe it will. Like I said, I just, for me, Miss 45, I really enjoyed it. Just when you do get into movies like this and you get into talking about them, you, yourself, Kyle, I just, you you don't, you seem to go one way or another. There is no middle ground on these films with you. <laughs> you. You honestly, it is like, hey, I watched it. I'm never going back to that ever again.
0: I don't think I'll ever need to go back to this one, honestly. I got it. Yeah, it was a big statement about, like, you know, being a woman is probably pretty shitty, especially in the 80s when she's walking down the road and all the dudes are like, hey, mama, come sit on my face. Yeah, you know what? You are going to fucking snap after a while. and I get it. Yeah, I'm an intelligent human being. I don't need to be told that, you know, but I'm also not a scumbag on the street fucking saying this shit to ladies and. I don't know, man. Just the vigilante movies. Gosh. I'm gonna recast this. Fred Williamson is the new Miss 45. <laughs> that's a movie I want to see. Fred Williamson and Mister 45. <laughs> he don't even need a gun. He just hammer blow you to the fucking death. Being a pimp, doing it too. But man, no, thank you for Miss 45. And that's. You got anything else to say about it?
1: No, I don't got anything else.
0: I'm just fuck. I was bummed. Really, still am, man. Anyway,
1: well you're doing
0: Tremors Five next week. Yes. I hope it's gonna be good, man. It's it's uh, midnight in two hours it'll be on Netflix. It's I I got enjoyed a little it. coming I, soon. I,
1: I enjoyed it. It 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 was fun. I just hope
0: we'll talk about it next week, but I I hope there was some money behind it. Um That's you know what I'm saying, like a movie like that, uh you gotta have I'll save it for next week.
2: I was gonna say you okay, have to have yeah.
0: Practical Graboids. And I'm assuming it's CG Graboids. But don't tell me. We'll talk about it next week. Well, you know what I'm doing next week?
1: What are you doing next week?
0: Let me look it up because I want to get the year right. Uh, I am doing... I'm doing a movie... It's the second movie I've ever seen in my entire life. I am doing Super Fuzz from 1980. (laughs) Jesus. What? You know what the movie I'm talking about? Yeah... I gotta see that, you know, because uh this is the second this is the second movie I ever saw in my entire life. I saw it at a theater when I was two and it was on a double bill Star Wars, Star Wars and Super Fuzz, and I haven't seen it since and I wanna go back because I remember it. And remembering something from when you were two years old is pretty crazy. And I can only remember a couple parts of that movie, so I wanna do it for the fucking show. And I'm sure it's on YouTube. I think I've seen it there
1: on YouTube. I see better. a trailer for it. It's got to
0: be on YouTube. You gotta be shitting me. This isn't. A, I've seen this on YouTube before. Like, not watched it, but I've seen it on there.
1: Yeah, I I'm agreeing with you on this one. I'm just.
0: Oh, I got it in parts. Here we go. Yeah,
1: I was gonna say yeah, that. I...
0: Extra bonus. I got it in parts. Taped off of fucking HBO.
1: Yeah. Okay. I see it. There you it's go. Showing up. Supposedly. Yeah.
0: I want to get t-shirt. I want to get Rodrigo back. Maybe we can have Rodrigo. I want to get Joe back. Uh, I've got plans for John Cross, which I think I mentioned to you. Mm-hmm. And what do you got to pimp, sir? We'll just get out of here.
1: Uh, of course you can always find me here at a Blood, Bass and boomsticks podcast, which is always fun. Um, you always catch me at com. see all the stuff I'm posting about, or you could pick up, um, my book. Gross reviews to wrath of gross at Lulu.com, which has been selling pretty good.
0: And AIDS.
1: And AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you want to have a discussion about AIDS with Ed Quinlan and AIDS. I, please find us.
0: Um, you can follow me at jsp underscore boomsticks on Twitter. Like our both of our Facebook pages. If you're on our Facebook page, because you know I put the thing out where it says, you know, questions. We're taking questions, and we have like. 800 fans and 20 people see what i post hit that like button or hit that button on on our page that says you see our posts because you know i love ed i love all the people that send us (laughs) questions but i would like other people to send us questions they just don't see our you know yeah sometimes i don't see the
1: post to send questions in because fucking facebook sucks or just email them to us and from time to time we, uh, hold on to them.
0: Yeah, I never check that email box. That's your, that's your new job, Tim. <laughs> you have to check our email because I never ever fucking do. Anyway, uh, next week Tremors 5 and Superfuzz and we are out of here.
2: Turn out the lights. The party's over. They say that all. Good things must end. Call it a night. The part is over. And tomorrow starts the same old thing again. Just Mr. Cowboy. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Hey, Laska, you've been mistaken for a man. No, have you? Karloff? Sidekick? Fuck you! Karloff does not deserve to smell my shit. That lame truck can rot in hell for all I care. How uh, dare that asshole bring a cow You think it takes talent to play Frankenstein? It's all, all makeup and that gaunty world. Cheers! Uh, uh, does this, what again, exactly? Huge buzz. Oh, good. See things no one else can see. Do things no one else can do. Real things. As real as a little planet, what the guy ask for? Huh? You know, you look like your head fell on the cheese tip back in 1947. Dude, you're okay. This one, real fucking ugly. i live to see you eat that contract, but I hope you leave enough room for my fist because I'm going to ram it into your stomach and break your goddamn spine! Ah! Is this something you could share with the rest of us, amazing Larry? What did I teach you? the Duke of New York, you're a hey, number one. Oh, Joe Miller, you just found the marble in the oatmeal. You're a lucky, lucky,
1: lucky little boy, because you know why? You get to drink from the
2: fire hole! I'm going to take you to the bank, Senator Trent.